1: Another Equity Bank-sponsored show today with a great guest, Kevin Kuntz. He's the president and CEO of Sleeptopia Incorporated. They're one of the leaders in home sleep testing. I was surprised to find that we even had a home sleep testing, a private business here in town. Didn't know much about it, which is what made this conversation so fun and engaging and exciting. I think you'll find it that way, too, because Kevin's great. He's very passionate. He's very um, passionate about entrepreneurship, about, passionate about healthcare, passionate about educating the, the public. That's what he did, because in 2013, he realized there was a need for a better, affordable solution for sleep testing. And that's what always fascinates me about entrepreneurs, right? They find this niche. Everybody comes up with this, um, I'm going to come up with a a business idea. And they come up with a, a website, a plan, a product, right? And really, the secret sauce is finding a need and solving the need. It's as simple as that, but it's having the ability and the opportunity to keep your eyes open for those opportunities and seeing those opportunities and taking advantage of it and that's what Kevin did. He has spent most of his professional career in healthcare and he loves being in a role where he can help people live better, healthier, more fulfilled lives. And I love that aspect of of him, particularly when you're thinking about leadership where we've talked about on the show, it is about influence, it's about adding value and that's where Kevin came from from the start from starting this business. It's about adding value. He believes that it's all about education, awareness. He's real passionate about educating people on sleep apnea apnea. Something that I've come to find as I've turned 51 is a lot more prevalent and widespread than we'd like to believe. I know that I think I'm suffering from this and I'm gonna check this out myself. He's considered an expert in the field of home sleep testing and obstructive sleep apnea. Again, I think you're really gonna appreciate his passion. He's passionate, he's excited his philosophy all around healthcare, entrepreneurship, and leadership. It's a great conversation. This episode is brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. They're a team that really knows what it takes to start and grow a business. It's been exciting to watch them grow into one of the fastest-growing banks in the Midwest. It's because they've pivoted. They've started to focus on those entrepreneurs, on those leaders, on those business owners. They're now listed on the NASDAQ Exchange. They have locations all across Kansas as well as Oklahoma, Missouri, and Arkansas. Clearly, this team at Equity Bank knows how to lead for growth. So I challenge you, if you feel like your current bank is more of a follower than a leader, and you want to work with a bank that really understands your needs, go check out Equity Bank. Go to equitybank.com or click on the banner at the bottom of this post. I thank you for listening. Now let's join our conversation with Kevin Kuntz, the president and CEO of Sleeptopia, here on Dosa Leadership. Kevin, so great to have you on the show. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, it's always funny. I, it, no one knows how much we talk before I start this recording, but you, you <laughs> were probably one of the longest conversations I was having before I started recording. We we're having such a great, fun conversation. I need to start recording it so we can start capturing some of this, uh, gold. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, so excited you're here. I don't know much about sleep studies. Is it at the right order, sleep labs or anything like that?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But sleep is important to me as an international pilot. I sleep in fits and bursts, you know, (laughs) (laughs) when I go international. I never get fully sleep, and then I recover. So I'm well-versed in sleep. I know how important it is.
0: How did you get started down this
1: path? Why is sleep so important to you and passion for you?
0: Well, you know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, like many, you know, a lot of people don't know how to uh, get into it, obviously. Um, I had a, a great mentor down in Dallas and, and uh, he kind of taught me you see a niche you go after it uh, get in the industry and I, which I did and and uh, started as a, uh, a, a in a company uh, started as a driver worked my way up got to sales and then started my own business in that regards but in the meantime the reason why I got into sleep was I kept hearing about DOT and such that you, like you mentioned you are a pilot yeah. and uh, so no, I know I enjoyed talking to you prior to this too um, so but the pilots and DOT and, and everybody was starting to really kind of push sleep testing. You're starting to see a lot more accidents and things like that. Uh, what happened was just kind of a, it's amazing in, in business how one little thing happens and you end up going down a different path. I actually, um, wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, kind of fell into this, but, um, and then be a lawyer and then get an entrepreneurship, but, What happened was my mom and my brother actually went in for sleep studies obviously at different times and, and, um, they didn't sleep. And, um, so then they got about a $2,000 bill and they had to go into a sleep lab. And anyhow, I kept hearing, again, my mentors, you know, in the back of my head, if you see a niche, go after it, see a niche, go after it. And, uh, to which I started hearing more and more about home sleep testing. And, uh, at the time nobody was doing it in Wichita and, and, uh, I went, wait a second, kind of the, the bulb went off, and five thousand I started on $5,000, and there you go.
1: So what do we do with that? That's interesting because so nobody's doing it here in Wichita. You find this need. And so normally people go into an external lab, and so what you're offering is that you do it in the person's home? Correct, yeah. Home? Yep. Awesome. Yep, okay. a third
0: of the cost, actually. So. Well,
1: that makes perfect sense. I wonder why no one even thought about that before because, obviously, it's going to be difficult to sleep in. A, it's always difficult for me the first night to sleep. Right. At a foreign
0: place. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think it more or less fell on the lines of, uh, historically speaking, what the process was um, when you, the primary doctor, a patient would go in and talk to the doctor and say, hey, um, I have these problems. Well, our mindset was, well, if a patient actually is coming in and talking to their doctor, it's a problem. Right. Most people don't go in there just to say hi and, you know, <laughs> right. chat. Um, So they went in and then what would happen was the primary doctor would send it to the uh, sleep doctor, in essence. And um, then the sleep doctor would say, okay, and then do the process of going into a sleep lab and seeing them five or six times. And so that that process, I, I think, ultimately, why didn't anybody think about it? I think it's because that was always how it was. Yeah,
1: this is why we've always done it. Yeah. And then probably, too, with technology at the time, more bulky, more expensive, not as portable,
0: we need monitors and lab equipment yeah. and stuff like that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's been amazing to see, I, I go to the sleep conventions, uh, there's, they're all throughout the United States once a year, and and it's been amazing to see the change. I mean, now it's about the size of a, a cell phone that goes on your chest, and it's just amazing to that see, amazing. and to see all of the change, and then also seeing the industry itself embrace it. You know, when we started, we were in a little small office with no bathroom, or uh, you know Centurion and heat and like i said it started on $5000 and <laughs> and a prayer really right. and um it, but those devices were a little bit bigger you know and i've just been seeing them get smaller smaller smaller, smaller, smaller and, right. and and easier for the patient so someday
1: truly is going to be like star trek where we just Scan the body. (laughs) Oh no, you're absolutely right. (laughs) We joke
0: about that, you know. Um, And so, you know, the fact that you know it's insurance dictated. I know when Blue Cross came down, we were the first in in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, and um, they kind of looked at it and they're like, well, let's let's try it out, you know. And and um, so now next year they're about to make it to where it's that's the first option. And so it's been a beautiful thing to see that change, but we were kind of a part of that and, and to see just kind of the evolution of, of sleep medicine here in Wichita. And, you know, pre, you know, private previous to, we were talking about people we look up to and, and things like that. I've really, that's, you when I was younger, it was athletes. Now I'm looking up to entrepreneurs and yeah, right. and things that they've accomplished and trying to read what they saw. And that's kind of,
1: you know. I mean, it's interesting because I love it when, you're, you're right, it's always about, you know the riches are in the niches type thing, right? And right. You're yeah. finding it, and I've always struggled that with this with this show because leadership is such a broad umbrella, you know. And over the years, and even in seven years doing this show, I've found and narrowed it down, but it still is not as as, as tight as I'd like it to be. So, how did you? I mean, I guess it was just because of the experience with your mom and your brother, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, but. So, so take me back to that. I mean, was it like lightning in a bottle or was it a slow, um, nah, you know, you I mean, yes, and trying to convince <laughs> yourself. And was the limiting belief in that voice telling you, nah, that's crazy? I mean, it's almost too good to be true. You know what I mean? It's like, right.
0: No, you know, it's again, it's a perfect story. Like my dad actually was a truck driver and, uh, he brought that. And I was, you know, I, I had that in the back of my head and then, it was more anger, oh, was <laughs> you it? know, it was like, what in the no, because they didn't get a diagnosis and yeah. out of it because they didn't sleep. And so I was like, wait a second here, there's a better, better way, way to do it, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, so that's just, I mean, it was more kind of, you know, we're, my brother and I are very protective of our mom, you know, in a way. So it's, it was oh, kind of I like, I hey, way that. so
1: did you find it? So you, you had this frustrating kind of life event and you said, okay, I'm going to start investing in this. Did you find examples that you could uh,
0: emulate, or were you kind of charting a path? You know, here locally we were definitely charting. Um, You know, I was saying we didn't invent. You know the, sure. the home sleep testing. It was it was offered in the east or west coast. It kind of had some traction, but it, it you know with all things change is scary, obviously. But you know it also went from a couple thousand dollars for sleep study to a fraction of that. Yeah. So I mean you have to factor in there was money involved with that, and and but we're a firm believer in you know doing the right thing and 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 creating that awareness and saving patient's money and and, in essence that's what it was and we figured if we did that then we would make up for that now we may have to do five to seven studies to equal that but we just tested five to seven extra people which were going to help their lives live longer and things like that so then so your initial question was you know what what started you down that path well initially it was kind of frustrated Mm -hmm. you know and I was like wait and then I just kind of wait a second I can help people by doing this and and it was just exciting. You How know? did
1: you validate that there was a market for it? That's good. That's my, I'm sitting there thinking is like, I, 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 cause I could see myself getting excited about it and then right. getting deflated thinking, well, there is there really a market for it? Oh my it? gosh.
0: And, you know, I get, it's funny. I, I still spend seven years. I'm still excited about talking about sleep. So <laughs> I always joke. I never thought I'd lose sleep thinking about sleep, you right. know, but, but there's such a big market for it. Um, you know, it's sad, but it's, it's also good that we're able to, to not, I always tell people we're, we're basically a tool in the doctor's belt. That's all we are. You know, we get to help the doctor. So it's awesome to be able to do that, you know. But what we're seeing is we're seeing more kids, you know, now tight teenagers want, needing to get tested. And so with everything in medicine, you know, the awareness is created uh, within the, the population as well. Now they're saying, wait a second, I may have this problem, you know. so So to answer your question, you know, they, they there's depending on what study you look at. One out of seven may have sleep apnea. One out of three. I mean, it's just depending, and especially it depends on where you're at as well. Too, so different states have different mm-hmm. variations. But um, like last month alone, we had about three hundred orders come in for, for people to get tested um, uh, coming in. So so you're seeing more and more, but you're also seeing that going back to the farmers, like we were talking about earlier, being from a small community, there was no way. You were getting that farmer in to test out of the field. He yeah. was only doing it to appease his wife, or right. or anything like that. So, so now they have no excuse. So maybe you're seeing more and more people get tested because, well, I can do it at home. All right, I'll do it so my wife won't kill me, or my, you know what right. I mean. Type of deal. Well, there's so. definitely an awareness
1: of it. I mean, I think back to when I was a kid, and every every relative I had, including my father, over fifty, snored all the time. Yeah, right. and, in, yeah. and I've noticed as I've I turned fifty last year. I mean, I'm, I'm all constantly getting—you know—been married twenty six years, and the last Congrats, five man. years, my wife's waking me up because I'm snoring. Right, right. right. And then I notice that I'm—I catch myself waking myself up if I'm sleeping in a crew rest, waiting to get home, and I'm a lounge chair. I'm like—I'm constantly waking up because yeah. I'm choking on my tongue or whatever. Yeah, right? there you go. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, but there's definitely an awareness. Obviously, it, um, what do you think? I mean, obviously that has been to your benefit, but. How do I guess going back to those customers, are they getting triggered? Are they finding you through their doctor or are they finding yeah. you? Like a guy like me is like, man, I'll, I see my buddy's wearing a sleep apnea mask. And right, yeah, CPAP, him. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm yeah I guess my question is is are you are you getting the referrals from the doctors or are you finding people off the street contacting you directly
0: well it's always important to to keep the doctor in it and so what we do is we we have our patients go see their their primary doctor and they talk to the primary and, and just tell them hey just like what you just said I mean you know our tagline our, our trademark is don't ignore the snore right, <laughs> right. and uh, so you know what we're seeing is our patients will go in and and now it seems like anytime you talk about sleep, you're like, oh yeah, I have a friend or a mm-hmm. family yeah, member or whatever, right? Everybody knows somebody that's on a CPAP, and they it, they they're usually our best marketers. Because of how they feel afterwards, after being on it, right? But our doctors send to us and we go talk to the doctors and we tell them, hey, these are the things that are, like you just mentioned, that's a great example. Um, But one of the biggest changes in our industry is the perception of sleep apnea. What does the person that has sleep apnea, what does he look like? Yeah. Or what does she look like? Right. You'd be amazed. We test about 50-50 male-female. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing, amazing thing. But sleep apnea is not some people, there are instances. Yes, it's weight related, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's it's just genetics. Yeah, you know, uh, I wore a CPAP, and and uh, you know, my grandfather was an amazing person. Um, he passed away at fifty three of us, and he had a massive heart attack. Really, and you're seeing more and more people die of, of sleep apnea, yeah. well, and so that's that's helping. Uh, that's you know, that's unfortunate. But why is? Uh, <laughs>
1: It's kind of turning like into a medical show almost. But why would it, why all of a sudden the last five years would I start, I guess, as I age?
0: Well, um, you know, you have to factor in your sleep hygiene as well. That's one of the things you're saying you're a pilot, um, you know especially we do uh, companies as well and sleep hygiene is the biggest thing and and what does that mean sleep hygiene? so sleep hygiene is going to be like well first thing what we would do is when doctor would send over is we would like we would ask what's your sleep hygiene right and and sleep hygiene is are you going to bed reading your phone are you watching tv before you go to bed are you do you have a consistent bedtime we're creatures of habit right right so a lot of people think they can just make up the sleep on the weekend which is a completely—it's a myth. You can't. Um, so you you're, you need to look at your sleep hygiene, and that could be your number one thing, right? Yeah. Um, the second thing is is going to your doctor, yeah, and, and to get that t- study. That can determine. It's just like anything else. You ask why did it happen in the last five years? Well, maybe just something that's, uh, you know, yeah, just started to you've noticed more in the yeah. last five years, right? Right. right. Um, so it's. And sometimes symptoms like high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You gotta gotta think about it. Why? Why did I all of a sudden have to get on blood pressure meds? You know? Right. Yeah. Our bodies are. Man, our bodies are great. They're, they're amazing. And they're you constantly
1: know? changing. And yeah, So interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let's get to the go back to the mindset and in,
1: in, in the leadership aspect of it. You talked about in the beginning. It's funny that you said you wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. Some of my I can't tell you how many clients I've met of men. Um, who said yeah i wanted to be a lawyer and i'm like and now they they're they're 45 or whatever and they yeah. want to find a change and they hated it right? right but they they wanted to become a lawyer because they thought that was the path to more money prestige expectations everything else why did you want to become a lawyer you know
0: um i wanted to be a lawyer because of i, I wanted to help people mm-hmm. i wanted to help you know pay uh, people that that um couldn't afford or do more pro bono and do I just I've always uh, you know you wanted to serve basically. yeah I wanted to help people yeah, yeah. you know and then God had a different path for me and this kind of help uh, opening which is great because now I really you really get to help people, people right you know and so and it's exciting so, and, and,
1: so you have this mindset of, of serving did you, you do you see yourself as a have you always seen yourself as a as a leader, as an entrepreneur? I almost use those words interchangeably because I think great entrepreneurs at some point have to understand what leadership <laughs> means. Right. 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 Did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur? Did you see yourself as a leader? Did you see somebody that wanted to to take you know take control of their life?
0: Uh, you know, I think to answer your question, you know, going grow, out of of high school, I didn't really have, I didn't really know what to do. You know, were you and, a confident and, kid? Uh. I think, I think every senior is confident to a certain degree, right? Yeah. Um, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're arrogant yeah. to the point. You're, you're ignorance is bliss, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, what was that saying? I, I ask a senior uh, before they forget everything because they know everything as a senior, <laughs> right? Right, right. Um, I, You know, I don't think I knew what an entrepreneur really was yeah. at that time. You know, we were talking about... Growing, I grew up in a small community, and, and the resources. that's why we were talking about DACA here in Wichita and, and things like that. We didn't have those, you know. So I, I love that they do now because had I known, then probably, yeah, I would have known how to put a word on what I really wanted to be, you know. But um, to answer that question, no, I didn't, I didn't really know.
1: So the dream was what, though? I guess that's what I really want to know. It's like what was the dream when you were sitting there as you were entering hmm. college, as you were graduating? What did you foresee your life being?
0: <laughs> you know i think every uh every kid you know i played basketball in college and i think I, my dream was to uh as, as i look back and being naive and as wanting to be an nba player sure. like you know yeah, yeah. i've always been extremely competitive mm-hmm. you know and and uh that's probably credits to my big brother and uh you know always you know he was a great example amazing big brother but we always played games and stuff like that but I, I I don't know if I ever looked past, you know. Yeah, past, yeah, I get you. Past it, you know, other yeah. than just living in the moment, really. Yeah. You know.
1: And when you're that old, too, and it's, the, you, you know, 40, 50 seems so far away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah, you're living in the moment. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But as as you started, any entrepreneur ventures before
0: you know know, really yeah i did you know i was a kid i had a lawn care business uh then uh it got to be pretty large um and then i took on a and a friend took one uh, on together and and uh did that and that was (laughs) looking back uh you know you know my mom is is just an amazing person and she had to start working we were 13 in the summer you know for farmers and whatnot i went I don't want to drive a tractor. I would rather <laughs> yeah, drive yeah. a lawnmower, right, you know? Right. So that's, so yeah, I did do that. And then I, you know, kind of touched, put my toes in it here and there throughout, but didn't know how to correctly do it, you know? Didn't have a good, uh, at the time, I didn't really have a good example.
1: So when you it. started this business, uh-huh? did you feel like you
0: were ready? or absolutely. you just, Yeah, absolutely. You felt Absolutely. Ready? Well, <laughs> I think any entrepreneur will probably tell you this. You think you're ready, <laughs> right? And then,
1: yeah, you get in, and yeah, like, okay. So, what were some of those things? And you dove in. I'm ready. You've got you you you've stepped past the the fear and uncertainty piece, and you're wet. Read, you're ready to, to jump off the cliff and see where the parachute opens. What yeah. were the, some of the the unexpected setbacks that you weren't weren't uh, didn't foresee? Everything, like, everything. Uh, you know,
0: I, I you know, I went to Wichita State uh, later in my life, and, and I will tell you fantastic business program out there and, and I took a lot of those classes and I loved it um, however you know there's that old school of uh, that old uh, back to school with Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Right. old movie right yeah, yeah. and he goes he's in that business class he goes well this is how it is and this is how it is you know and you know I prepared and I put a business plan together and I thought I had it it was all those unknown variables yeah you know, like, yeah. okay, so when we launched Sleeptopia, half the insurances were like, mm, we don't know. The other half was like, let's try it. It was experimental. They yeah, thought home sleep sure. tests, Even though sleep testing has been around for years and years and years, home sleep studies started in the early 2000s. But they still were like, no. So we had to fight that change, mm-hmm. right? And so there was that. And then reimbursements. That was an issue. And, you know, so I had to circle myself around, you know, some really great people that kind of taught me, okay, this is how you need to do this, or this is how you need to do this. And I, you think you're going to go out there just by yourself, and it really does take a team.
1: Hey, we're about halfway through the conversation, but I wanted to take the time to talk about my good friends, the sponsor here of this special series at Equity Bank. Have you ever noticed that most business bankers seem to really understand just one thing? It's banking, right? Not a lot about business. It makes sense since most banks were built generations ago and now they're often run by caretakers, not business builders. Well, it's not the case here at Equity Bank. The bankers at Equity Bank didn't inherit a bank generations ago, they built one of their own. They know that building something takes expertise, vision, and hard work. And over the past decade, they've built one of the region's fastest growing banks by working side-by-side with customers, with entrepreneurs, with leaders in communities, all throughout Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. Recently, Equity Bank was listed on the NASDAQ Exchange, which gives them even greater capabilities to take on those big deals that growing businesses need to keep on growing. So if you're tired of talking to bankers who've never really ran or owned or built a business, then I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you talk to my friends at Equity Bank. Thanks for listening to this show. Let's get back to the conversation. This unique and special series on leadership and entrepreneurship, brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. I think we have these images when we start a business and the entrepreneurs are like, "Oh, I'll do everything," and you can't do this alone. Right? No. And when you are faced with those inevitable unforeseen, they're going to crop up no matter right. how, how detailed your plan is. Yeah. I- um. When you find those people, right? You got to surround. Right. It. It's been done before. Even though the problem may be new, the challenge is, has been faced before. Does that make sense? Yeah. No.
0: No. No. You know, people that know me know me well. Um, know how much and how, how much high regard I have my, for my wife, and and she is probably the most amazing person that you could ever meet. I always tell people that she's. Everybody loves my wife. They, I think, sometimes they only tolerate me, right? Right. <laughs> and um, but she was like my biggest. You know, those moments where you just want to throw on the towel. Yeah. You know, you've really got to have that. You know, I have good friends. You know, especially one of my friends in Dallas, and and I had a great mentor, and and uh, just my friends. You know, cheer me on. My family, of course, was there. Even those moments of when you're. Praying that you're going to make that payroll, you know, <laughs> yeah. or or things like that. You know, they they still say in your corner and they tell you how you can do this. I, I believe in you. And sometimes, when you lose that faith in the first couple of years, for sure, yeah, um, you need that. Well, and I think it's important to understand that every
1: entrepreneur that I've ever talked to, that I've ever met, every single one of them has gone through those moments, and yeah. every single one of them has said they didn't they didn't get through. Uh, it was a great. Entrepreneur I met here, a mentor, and he, he calls them in the mud moments, right? Yeah. Where that's you're a good in the mud. I like that. And to get out of the mud, you can't get out by yourself. Mm-mm. You always are surrounded by someone else, you know, and every, and that's the great thing for people, I think, for people to understand is particularly with, you know, how am I going to make payroll? There's a thousand entrepreneurs in this city who could tell you their story about how that night they didn't know how they were going to make next week's payroll. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. you surround yourself with that. Okay, I can make it through this dark night, right? Right.
0: You know, my dad, um, I, I love my dad's his uh, <laughs> sense of life and how he, how he kind of views things. And he always said, son, he goes, if you worry yourself sick, are you going to pay that bill the next day? <laughs> are you going to make it if you just worry all night long? Mm-hmm. And I was like, he goes, no, you're not. And he goes, so don't worry about it. Just put a plan in place. At it, you know, yeah, and, and it, funny in those moments in the mud, like you put, I like that. Um, those that that voice in the back of your head, you're just like, all right, I need to focus on this, let's take our attention away from it. And it seems like when you step away, that's when you kind of come up with a solution, right? And and uh, so it's it's yeah, you go back, I like that.
1: You know, it's funny how um, and you get it, it didn't have to be as drastic as not making payroll either. I, I no. look at it like every single day from a personal growth perspective. Aspect, it's the same, right? It's like you're you're constantly. Sometimes that mud is just a little puddle. Sometimes you know it's a pig trough that you're (laughs) (laughs) drowning in, right? But either way, it's always a constant battle. The way I look at it, it's always a constant battle of trying to be, and what your father just said is is being present in the moment, right? Absolutely. Because when you're sitting there thinking about the what ifs. You're living in the future. Something that doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. And if you're lamenting on the mistake that you made that got you to this point where you didn't, you know, maybe you made a bad decision and you're betting on this cash flow that didn't, <laughs> didn't come. Yeah, and, yeah and bring, we all make those. And, so yeah. you, and you're thinking how stupid you were for, I should have yeah. listened to my wife. She's always right. right? <laughs> <laughs> but here you are. All you have is the present moment, right? And that's right. what your father's telling you. Yeah. And, and that. I mean, that's with everything. That's almost, that is, you look at all the spiritual teachers and gurus, they tell you that all you have is right now, this moment. So what are you going to do? And you just, you you either got to, to get through it, you got to accept it. It is what it is. Right. Right. You may not like it, but you have to accept it.
0: Well, you know, like we were talking earlier, I've got, got, you know, five kids and, and when you get to those moments, you know, when you come home and they're like, dad, you know, and they're so excited and. And um, that's the one thing I've learned about being a, a dad and being in the moment. And that's what I've been trying to really over the last, you know, really 10 years is just live in it. Don't leave. Leave this at the office. Come home. Be present. Be present all the time. Yeah. Right. And enjoy it because – and. and to them you know they look up to me and and how i'm handling things and 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 things to that nature and and um, so i started this thing where i spend an hour a week one on one with each one of my kids and and just trying to just to balance that yeah. life to and what i uh, yeah, they love it and they look forward to it yeah. i'm like but it gets me away from business, yeah. which has been a great thing. So
1: yeah. I um, wouldn't even say it's a balanced thing. I like to think it's a priority thing, right? Everything yeah. – because there, there's going to be a time when the business has a priority, right? Or right. this moment has a priority. And so – but being present in the moment and weighing what's the priority right now, it's constant, right? It never yeah. stops. No. And I think the, what you're getting at, too, and I think it's very important to highlight here is – and we talk about it constantly on this show – but it, it goes to the importance of it is the intentionality behind it. I'm always talking about, Hey, if you're going to do something, you got to be intentional about it. I'm always telling my kids, I'm telling my clients, everything else, you got to be intentional. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot of work, right? <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I got like up here. It's like, you know, a double fisted drunk monkey is <laughs> I'm trying to focus on something and he's always feeding my head uh, with uh, a bunch of other noise. Yeah. Right. And so it's trying to silent that double-fisted drunk monkey. Being right? there. Being and present. Being present. Yep. Because that drunk monkey is going to try to, hey, you know, like what's, you know, like our friend Mike has got the license plate. Squirrel, <laughs> right? Squirrel, right? It's a, it's like, you got to love Mike, yeah. It's like that dog yeah. in that movie Up, right? Squirrel, right? Yep, and yep. that's, I think that's, everybody's mind is so busy that way. And right. So how do you get present? What are your personal habits? It's interesting. I mean, do you, how intentional are you? on improvement and and reflection. I mean, you, you already talked about how you're trying to be intentional with your kids and the moment right. and everything else. But what about personal habits? Do you do anything?
0: Um, you know, um, I should probably exercise more. But. <laughs> we all should, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, just every day, I, you know, I go to work, I get up early, obviously I go through my emails mm-hmm. and I just try to keep a, a, a steady uh, you know, consistent pattern, pattern, right? And um, so, I get up in the morning, go through emails, and then I, about eight o'clock, my phone just starts. It just, it, yeah. Right. yeah, and so I, I try to get those and and um, knocked out, and then I go into the office and not obviously take, you know, d- do any of those things. And and right now we've been hiring and, and going through that and and um, but that's that's really you know. And then it seems like with five kids, you're constantly going. There's somewhere. always something. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but it's that's what my wife feels like. So we're living in the best years of our life right now. I know you yeah. got to remind yourself of that, right? Yeah,
1: someday you're wow, okay, this isn't going to be here. Really? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And
0: then a poor lady's going to be stuck with me one on one. I'm approaching
1: that point now, and, and the two of us are looking at each other like, okay, <laughs> so maybe we'll take up hang gliding or something. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's good, though. I, I think you're right. And how old are your kids?
0: Uh, I've got uh, 15, 14, 12. Uh, no, yeah, 12. He's turned 12. And then i got 9 and then a 2-year-old. Yeah, so you get the whole gamut. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, the, the youngest one, he is go, 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 24-7. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, so it's, it's pretty neat to see yeah. it all. But uh, I don't know. Parenting, I, that is probably ultimately – you know, I, I love my business. I love that we've been able to do this and, and grow and get people jobs. I mean, that's been like the I'm mm-hmm. helping people, right? But it's just being a parent is probably the most important thing in my life and, and I love that and being a husband and, and uh making a change in them and, and then now, you know, what's what the business has done for me is I always tell people you know, we were talking about that is it changes your mindset of life mm-hmm. Real, realistically. You look at things a little bit differently, you get to see Behind the curtains now, right? Yeah. And uh, so you see things differently. Well, I've been able to teach those things to my kids. Yeah. You know, to where they can, and now, like you were asking, like when I was a senior in high school and when I was going to college, I had no clue what I yeah. wanted to do. But my kids all want to be, one wants to be a neurologist, one wants to be a vet, one wants to be a surgeon, one wants to be a gamer. um <laughs> 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 were, we're just, we don't know what he's going <laughs> right, to do. But, right. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, they do have, so, you know, having that and having a mentor and that is ultimately, man, just really what you know, changed it all. sounds
1: to you know again I don't know what the perspective but I look at some of these these older school entrepreneurs that are in their you know twilight of their lives in their 80s and their 90s and are still here and, and I've talked to some of them and and you see some of these I just watched this documentary on Netflix on uh, Bill Gates uh-huh. in the last couple of days and you in the level of intensity and and how to be and lead a successful, significant life, you either got to be all in or not, and right. to, the, to the sacrifice of of what we were talking about here. And I just, I've never been a firm believer of it. I've seen it, like I was telling you before, when before we started recording, you know, and I've talked about it on this show, this splat moment where, you know, I almost got divorced 12 years ago because I was so lopsided. Right. And I'm hearing you and you're, you're an entrepreneur and the priorities seem to be, you know, it's everything. It's all-encompassing. And right. again, I don't call it a balance, work-life balance. I call it a prioritization because it's right. different, right? Sometimes the business and some, you know, sometimes the family. Right. You talk to some of these old-school guys and these people that have done it, and they would, I, some have argued with me that you can't have both. And I don't know. I kind of disagree. It all depends what you how you define a significant life, though, right? Right. And, right. and I, to me, I think that's the key. And too often, yeah. I think superficially we, we define success, I think we're lopsided. Right. So I guess I would ask you, my long dissertation here, what does a significant life look like to you?
0: Well, let me touch base on it. You know, the, the, I love, you know, like my mentor down at Dallas, he took a, a company public, and he told me, he gave me some really uh, uh, amazing advice on about everything. I mean, it's just, he, he really kind of, always tell people, he took me from running into the door to picking me up and getting me to the door, right? And his mindset was like, I wasn't around for my kids as a, as when they were younger, but I was I'm able to give them everything they have there, and they really resonated with me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, that was a primary one, right? And I, I admire so many of the older, like Charles Koch, and and I admire you know Jobs or admire you know the mm-hmm. big names, you know uh, Bill Gates and so forth, and and Jeff Bezos. A lot of these bigger names, you, know, you try to study and learn from them, and 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 try to take you know because if they were sitting in my shoes right now, would they? But they like to have a bigger balance, you know, on, on their personal life. You know, you always you always kind of look if they were look back on their life, would they have done it differently, right? Yeah. So I have a huge, uh, you know, huge uh, admiration for those guys, you know, and and uh, for for them, uh, you know. But um, I'm sorry. I, gotta... I guess
1: my point was is that yeah, I do too. I mean, and you look at them, and I guess I used to think it's an either or. Right. And I don't know if that's the right way to look at it. I think it's, right. it's having the awareness, the self-awareness of who you are, what your priorities are, what you want to accomplish and what significance yeah. looks like. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of times in, you know, you look at jobs and you look at this first half of his life and then you look at it when he was facing death with pancreatic cancer. Right. He was a complete, you know, and he even said it and he goes, man, I wish I would have, would have, would have. Right. You know, yeah. He died with a lot of. Uh, love around him, but he died with a lot of man. I wish I wasn't that way. Right. I wish I'd known. It. And then you know, I've talked to some you know successful entrepreneurs here, even in this town. They said, I, you know, the regrets are I wasn't there for my kids. I wasn't there for my family. I right. wasn't with. And I guess the question is, and I don't know what the answer is. Can you have it? Can you have? Can you be the successful entrepreneur? And can you
0: have the? the well, you, you know what I mean. I I think ultimately um, you always go back to an entrepreneurship. I never had enough time. And then you hear the other, the other side of it going, well, that's because you're not organized, right? So there, you should have enough time. I, I love where we're at as, as a size of business. You know, um, I don't know if, again, you have to go back to circling yourself around people. I think um, you could potentially do that balancing act if you had solid people around you. Exactly. Right? right. And uh, learning to let go a little bit. Not, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurs, I think we all kind of don't. That's the probably the biggest and hardest thing that we have to do
1: well yeah, yeah and I certainly and I know you know I take a look at this client I had is an entrepreneur brought it up from a college dorm to where it is now wow. and you know he's 55 56 in that range and that's been his big struggle is like how do you let go yeah and that's the transition that people have to make at some point yeah but I think that's what's critical that I think if if what got you to this point was success keep playing in that lane right and don't necessarily change and try to be still be you but surround yourself with people who can help you scale right
0: you know that's you know joining and getting a such as a leader a ceo leader as like you or you know there's others in town and and you know i'm part of a group of vistage and and having stuff like that does help because mm-hmm. I don't know how many times in the last, especially five years. So one of the things about Subtopia is we're a debt-free company. And I started on $5,000. I've gotten one loan for $12,000. That's it. And um, my mentor always called me, Des bad, Des bad, Des bad, right? <laughs> and um, so, but, you know, going with that is is having strong people around you so you can balance and, having that capital right and yeah. and doing things because then you could get to that point quicker and enjoy things like so it's, it's just a balancing act but yeah. having strong people behind you to kind of guide you is is definitely the most important yeah I think, I think right it's,
1: it's it's very critical I think you know and even I was watching that Bill Gates documentary he said that he said I've always been blessed to yeah. be around and partnered with people who had we had mutual interests who we augmented each other where one was yeah. strong, the other was weak, and vice versa. Yeah. Right? And it's critical, right? And right. Who yeah. your friends are even this day is, is critical.
0: You gotta yeah, you definitely have to circle yourself around solid people, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And uh, especially when those moments get <laughs> hairy in the mud.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well what's next for you guys? What what are you excited about for the future and
0: where's sleep topia going? You know, um, we are looking so we expanded up in kansas city we've all opened an office up there um you know we've got a real a lot of solid relationships here in wichita you know what's what's great is we had a lot of sleep doctors here in the in the past uh i name it, like dr blocks and dr lake and they were kind of the fathers of, of sleep and they kind of created the awareness here and so what's next for us is trying to build off what they built on you know um built off of in the 80s you know and, and 90s and and continue to create awareness for sleep apnea and the dangers of it, right? And that's, that's the most important thing because getting tested for sleep apnea is, is very serious. And a lot of people just laugh it off, don't mm-hmm. ignore the storm. They just laugh or, or what have you. Um, so the next is creating awareness to the consumer and saying, hey, this is a problem. It's, you know, they can be fixed and help you live longer. Not only lower your blood pressure and give you more energy and, and things like that. So the next thing is just let's create more awareness for it. Let's create awareness that home studies are available. We're surprised at how many people don't realize home studies are yeah, available. Yeah, I didn't
1: know until prior to meeting you.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, so creating that awareness for that, but also testing people and, and letting them know that, hey, this is a problem. The, so, so what's next is, is just to continue to grow and expand and, and, uh, try to help as many people as we possibly can. And again, a lot of people, I have to say this because a lot of people think if they do a sleep study, they're automatically getting a CPAP. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> There's a lot of other options out there as well and, and things like that. But the sleep study just tells you which way to get. It. Our ultimate goal is, is to create more awareness so that you can live the best Life that you can live. Love and it. that's that's what we're after.
1: How do people get in touch with you learn more about Sleeptopia?
0: Uh, they can go on our website, sleeptopiainc.com. Um, they can Google us um, on there. Um, they can talk to their doctors about us. And uh, if they do have problems, you know, like, like we've mentioned, and, and uh, just talk to them and tell them you'd like to give us a shot. Great. So been fun having you on the show. I've learned a lot and and
1: I love your mindset. And again, I love your, uh, I love talking to entrepreneurs. I mean, there's a consistent theme. I definitely see someone that's got a humble, teachable spirit. I see somebody who's been tenacious. Uh, Those those are aspects that we promote and value here on this show. And uh, it's been
0: really fun talking to you. Hey, thanks for having me here. It's been great.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to this special entrepreneurial and leadership series, the Dose of Leadership brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. Make sure you, to subscribe to Dose of Leadership where you can hear more great stories in this unique and special series. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a listen to all of my Dose of Leadership podcasts all of my episodes and see why Fortune, Entrepreneur, and Eat Magazine all recommend this as a must-listen. Dose of Leadership features candid conversations with amazing guests, leading high-performing experts and organizations, large and small, all over the world. Find Dose of Leadership on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and go ahead and visit doseofleadership.com where you can find out more information about the show, myself, my speaking engagements, my keynotes, live seminars, and my mastermind events. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day.